I, I want to just take a couple of minutes and talk about Palm Sunday. And um, I think for the longest time, I didn't really understand what Palm Sunday was, except it was palms. You'd show up in church and there'd be some palm plants. And, um, and there was something about some, you know, Jesus riding on the back of a colt and people waving palms or something. I mean, that's all I really got. And um, it's a pretty significant day to me today. I mean, I mean, at this stage of my life, it's very significant. And I'm going to try and transform it into a very significant day for you, too. And here's the reason why. You hear all kinds of commentaries about this out there in the world. People say, well, I'm not so certain about uh, some of the things that are in the Bible. I don't really know. How do I really know it was authored by God? And did Jesus ever really, really claim to be God? And, you know, it's a bunch of wonderful stories. And, yeah, maybe Jesus was a really nice guy. But there's no way to prove that the Bible is true. You've probably heard many of those arguments. I have. And frankly, I was one who made those arguments. <laughs> Doesn't surprise many of you, does it? And um, there is just something that's uh, true about the word of God and walking with God. Um, God says in the book of Hebrews that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, I don't want to run to the other end of the spectrum and say, well, okay, I'll just go ahead and choose to believe faith, 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 faith. Um, and then you turn into this person who doesn't have credibility in the world because where's the, re where's the real place where your feet meet the ground? And uh, I, I look at that and I look at those arguments sometimes and I say to myself, well, you know, God did prove himself time and time and time again. And the, the history of him proving himself to people is that it's never really enough. It's never really enough. However, there are some proofs in here, and I want to talk about why this day. Uh, because for me, there's you know, three, three really big Christian holidays that I love. Christmas is a lot of fun. Right? I love Christmas. Easter, big deal. You, know, you show me somebody else who has the ability to raise themselves from the grave, and I'll snap to attention okay, over that. So Easter is really the reason we're in church. The third day is Palm Sunday. For me, here's the reason why. I look at all of those arguments. What, what has uh, happened that maybe would let the, the Bible prove itself? And here is Jesus riding on the back of a colt, making an entrance into the city, and there is a big commotion going on. And the commotion is because on that day, his disciples and a lot of people around him were making a big fuss. He's riding in on the back of a colt, and they're shouting Hosanna. They're quoting Psalm 118.25. They're saying these things that should only be said and treating him in ways that only should be treated for the Messiah, the chosen one, the anointed one, the one called of God. They're saying those things about him, and he's letting it go on. Now, the religious leaders of the day show up, and they're going, hey, this is blasphemy. Tell those people to knock it off. And Jesus basically, by what he said and what he did, not only said, no, it's not only appropriate, it's not, it's not only correct, it's appropriate that they treat me this way. Here's what they were doing. Um, I asked for some scissors. Nobody really knows what I'm doing here. So we got these palm trees up here. Now, for those of you who love plants, I love plants too. Don't take this personally, but once Fred Meyer's got my $14, these are my plants, I can do whatever I want with them, right? Okay, oh, excuse me. So, like, um, I mean, I appreciate these musicians here. I appreciate them more than I do these palms. So I'm just going to kind of do some pruning here. 
Oh, I'm, I'm, some of you are starting to whine already. And this side, too, we have this lovely keyboard player. And she deserves to be seen. <laughs> That's much better, isn't it? Okay. All right. So, um, so here's what was going on. Jesus comes riding in. And uh, they're cutting down these branches. And they're throwing them on the road. And here comes this colt, this dirty, filthy animal. And they're throwing them on, and that's not enough. Off come their jackets. And the colt walks on top because they didn't want the Messiah's colt to get its feet dirty. Now, they didn't have nice paved roads like we have. They had whatever was there, the mud, the muck, the mire. And they were really fussing really fussing. And what does the Bible say happened in those moments? I put my Bible down. Here it is. What does the Bible say happened there? In Luke, Luke 19. Let me find that here. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. You try doing this in front of people. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Then as he was drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory uh, in the highest. And the Pharisees called to him from from the crowd, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he said, I tell you that that if these should keep silent... If these people stop doing this, the very rocks are going to cry out. I don't think that was a metaphor. I think Jesus was saying, creation is groaning because God has a plan. God has a plan of redemption. And this is the plan. And listen to what he says. Now, as he drew near, he saw the city and he wept over it. He cried. Why did Jesus cry? And here's what he said. This explains why he cried. If you had known, even you, especially in this, your day, the things that make for your peace, if you had understood God's plans for you, and you should have, if you'd only known. And then he says, but now they're hidden from you, from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build a bank, and not one stone will remain on another. Here's why that's significant. They should have known because the scriptures said so. And I have a rabbit trail I go off on every once in a while. That's really about this day. In the book of Nehemiah, there's a point where we were a couple months ago where the king said to Nehemiah, go ahead and rebuild the city, rebuild the walls in the city. And in Daniel chapter 9, verse 25, let me go there. Uh, This one's harder to do on the... Okay, so... In there, he, there's, here's Daniel making this prophecy about something that's 400 years into the future, hundreds of years into the future, and it was written down, and he says this, 77, or 483 years are determined for your people and for your holy city. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem... Until Messiah the Prince, the day that Jesus would ride in, there would be an exact number of of years. It would be 
173,880 days, exactly to the day. And people who were students of scripture should have known when the day was coming and they missed it and they missed it. Now, the word of God has this written prophecy and it says this exact precise number of days would pass and then the Messiah would make a presentation. He would appear and Jesus came in on that exact day. He fulfilled that prophecy to the day. You can do the math. It's not a historical. There is no historical dispute about that topic. The, music, the, the Messiah completely fulfilled that prophecy. Now, this book is full of things like that. Impossible prophecies that were completely fulfilled. And none of them, none of them were wrong. And then you have this other dilemma about people who say the Bible can't be proved. There's this other dilemma. Jesus raised from the dead. What a great dilemma to have to confront. The point I want to make is this. This is real. This is true. It does prove. It is provable. And Jesus is the Lord. And on that day, he cried because the city should have known. Now, as students of the word, and I know you all are, there are many things in here that we should know about God. And I hope you're a student and you're learning the things so that when these, in these last days, as things occur, you're aware and you're, you're up to speed with the things that you should know that you shouldn't miss out on. The city missed out on things because they didn't know. And that does not, that's not us. It's not going to be us. Amen? Amen. So what I wanted to do was to point out to you the significance of this day. It's more than just a festival with some plants. Okay? Right? So I want to, uh, I want to just say this to you. I do not want the rocks in this vicinity to have to cry out today. I want you to, to tell all the rocks. Take the day off because this clan is going to worship. Amen? Okay, so I want to pray. Would you stand to your feet? I'll say a quick prayer and let's launch into worship and absolutely worship our lungs out. Our lungs. Get them out of there. Okay? All right? All right? Okay, Lord, we, um, we, we, just, we just refuse to let the rocks do our job. We refuse to let the earth groan because, God, it is our heart to worship the risen King, the Messiah. So we welcome you here now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.